Good evening, everyone. I'm Carter from SciTech, and tonight I'll be your audio guide to the galaxy. Tonight we'll be looking north and south to find some of the mightiest constellations in the sky. This episode is time to be listened to at 7 p.m. any night of the week starting on April 4th. Make sure you've got this episode downloaded, and once we get started, try to keep your phone screen off so your eyes can adjust to the dark. Before you head outside, make sure you grab some insect repellent, a torch, and a jumper if it's cold. Ready? Let's go. When we look up at night, we see a sky filled with stars. Looking closer, you notice that these stars are not randomly scattered around the sky. Some stars look closer together, neighboring bright dots on a dark blue canvas. Naturally, people have imagined lines running between the stars, connecting the dots, and used them to cover the sky in pictures. These imaginary pictures are called constellations, and tonight we're going to find a couple of very famous constellations and think about how we might group stars together differently. Our stargazing begins by finding the constellation of Orion. You will see Orion in the northwestern sky tonight. The easiest way to find Orion is to look for the three stars that make his belt which you should see nicely dotted about two hand spans above the northwestern horizon. Now remember, Orion is a person, a great hunter in the sky. To find the rest of Orion, start with the belt and look above it and to the left. Here you will see two bright stars. These are Orion's knees. On the opposite side to the bottom right of the belt, you should see two more stars one of them being quite red. These are Orion's shoulders, and that red star is called Betelgeuse. With these stars spotted, you should have no trouble imagining the rest of the Orion constellation. Now, we are going to find Taurus. Point your fingers at Orion's belt, now, following the direction of the stars, move your finger towards the horizon by about two handspans until you get to a very bright red star. This red star is called Aldebaran. Look closely at the stars to the left of Aldebaran. You should see about five to six stars making a V-shaped pattern, almost like a small arrow pointing to the left. This is the head of Taurus, the bull, Use your fingers to trace out the V. Starting at Aldebaran, follow the V out to the right, and about a hand span to the right of Aldebaran, you will see two more stars. Use your imagination to connect both of these stars to the V, making an even bigger V-shaped pattern. By making this very large V shape, you've constructed the horns of Taurus. Taurus is one of the oldest constellations known. 
Archaeologists have discovered cave paintings that are 17,000 years old, showing the bull in the sky. This predates written language, meaning stories about Taurus have been handed down through storytelling and paintings long before people knew how to write. One more time, look at the V-shaped pattern of the stars that makes up the head of Taurus. Apart from Aldebaran, which is obviously red and very bright, notice how all the other stars in the V look the same. They are all about as bright as each other, they are all about the same color as each other, and they all look close together in the sky. Constellations are imaginary. The lines we draw to make the bull are not real. But you might wonder if this little subset of stars might be related. Not to hold you in suspense, but yes, they are related. Apart from Aldebaran, all the stars that make up the V-shape are sister stars. They are a special group called the Hyades Cluster. Astronomers say the Hyades are an open cluster of stars. We'll be learning more about these stars next week, so make sure you are familiar with how to find them in the sky. We finished with Taurus and Orion for now. Now I want you to find the Southern Cross. The cross is almost exactly opposite Taurus in the sky. So all you need to do is turn around and you'll see it up nice and high in the southeast. It's tipped over on its side at this time of the year, so the long arm of the cross is almost sideways, while the short arm of the cross is almost vertical. To help you out, use the pointer stars. You should see two very bright stars underneath the cross, lined up almost like they are pointing at the Southern Cross. If you can see a cross and these two pointers, then you are looking in the right spot. And it's the pointer stars that I want to talk about. You see, these stars are special because they help us find the Southern Cross. And they also belong to their very own constellation of Centaurus. Centaurus is a very large constellation, and it surrounds the Southern Cross on three sides. The constellation represents a centaur the mythological creature that is half-horse and half-human, a human torso attached to the body of a horse. You may have come across them before in myths or movies. They are one of the creatures hidden in the forbidden forest in the Harry Potter stories. Drawing the centaur is a bit tricky. Start with the pointers. These are the front legs of the horse. Now, put your finger halfway between the pointers and move it left by about a hand span until you reach a bright whitish star. This star is called Alnair and is the chest of the centaur. This is where the human body appears on the creature. To the left of Alnair, you will see a few more bright stars and these represent the head and arms of the centaur. You can be pretty imaginative in how you want to draw these. I'll leave that up to you. Pointing your finger at Alnair again, moving your hand up into the sky, you can see a neat trail of stars that goes higher up into the sky, and these represent the back part of the centaur, where the horse's body is. Finally, the horse's back legs sit slightly above the Southern Cross. 
on the other side from the pointers. Golly gee, not gonna lie, it's tricky drawing constellations. But as we mentioned, constellations are imaginary. So if I just say, draw a half-horse, half-human using the pointer stars, I think you can probably fill in the blanks. The reason we are looking at Centaurus is because inside this constellation is another group of stars. Unlike the open cluster of the Hyades that we looked at before, inside Centaurus there is another, called a globular cluster. Whereas open clusters like the Hyades contain only a few hundred stars, globular clusters can contain hundreds of thousands, even millions of stars. But you'll have to wait for two episodes from now to learn more about those, because we're out of time for now. Make sure you practice finding Centaurus in the sky, so that when we learn about globular clusters in a couple weeks, you'll have no trouble finding it. That's it for this episode of Audio Guide to the Galaxy. Thanks for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you again. And just remember, the galaxy is in your own backyard.